You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Jeremy Schneider, Business Development Director for Controllant. The ripple effect of a global supply chain disruption has touched everything from food to pharmaceuticals, and for shipments that rely on temperature-controlled environments, the challenges become that much more complex. As companies look for new ways to do more with less, the need to innovate on the fly becomes more important. Jeremy Schneider, Business Development Director for Controllant, takes a cold, hard look at the state of the cold supply chain today. Joining me today is Jeremy Schneider, Business Development Director for Controllant. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics Podcast today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. It's great to have you. It's great to have you. Uh, uh, Jeremy, we'd like to introduce you to our audience. So if you could, could you take us through a little bit about your background in the industry and what you're currently doing with Controllant today? Absolutely. Yeah, my name is Jeremy Schneider. I'm the Business Development Director for Controllant. Uh, My primary focus is our food and beverage industry. Um, Just a little bit about Controllant is... We provide organizations real-time supply chain temperature monitoring solutions for the food industry as well as the pharmaceutical industry. And we're currently monitoring the highly perishable COVID-19 vaccine. Just a little bit about myself is I've been in the food and beverage industry for about 15 years, uh, working in both food manufacturing as well as the QSR uh, quality assurance food safety space. So I've got some experience on both sides of that food industry. Perfect. Now, speaking about that vaccine, uh, to say that the global supply chain has been disrupted over the last year and a half or so, uh, it would be an understatement. So uh, what is Controllant uh, providing uh, in terms of improvements for their customers, given everything that's going on? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, supply chain has never had more focus than it has over the last uh, 24 months or so. And uh, we're providing organizations previously unavailable insights into their supply chain. Visibility, the they've always wanted, but it was previously unavailable to them, allowing them to actively take an intervention approach to managing their supply chain. Can you identify some of the trends that you're seeing when it comes to the cold supply chain? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of trends going on right now. Um, Obviously in the food space, we're seeing movement towards fresher, less processed foods that require temperature control, uh, either frozen or refrigerated. And the expansion of the plant-based Uh, meals is something that is definitely uh, accelerating and direct business to consumer meals and foods are certainly having an impact on the supply chain. We're also seeing a lot of tech trends that are pretty exciting right now. Probably the biggest ones is in the space of visibility and traceability. Those are a couple of the most significant that we're seeing on the tech side. Having true visibility paired with actionable insights is allowing organizations to move from a position of reaction to prevention. And traceability is key. We're seeing a lot of regulatory action in this space. And so all companies have had to utilize traceability for a variety of needs in the past. Um, Generally speaking, we consider this paper traceability. But what they found over the last many months is uh, having true traceability, knowing exactly where their foods, pharmaceuticals are at any exact time uh, is becoming very important. And then on the pharmaceutical side, the cold supply chain has accelerated change faster than we could ever imagine. What would have usually taken years has been done in a matter of months. Our customers are are finally quickly adopting technology and manufacturing are finding new and innovative ways to keep pace. For example, large pharmaceutical manufacturers are finding value 
in integrating multiple systems that allow them to automate processes. Additionally, we're seeing greater collaboration more than ever before, uh, even between traditional competitors such as 3PLs and carriers. But they know that they must work together closely to be able to distribute the highly perishable temperature sensitive COVID-19 vaccine. Great. Now, yeah. Now speaking about those COVID-19 vaccines, controlling uh, obviously plays a vital role in the distribution of, of billions of doses of the very temperature sensitive uh, product, right? So what are some of the things that you learned uh, through this process that, uh, that our audience, regardless of whether they're in food or pharma, could, could really gain value from? Yeah, absolutely. The ultra cold supply chain has definitely posed challenges to the vaccine distribution. The old adage that says necessity is the mother of invention has never been more true. And this is especially true in the pharma industry. Uh, Getting billions of doses of vaccine across the globe has been a great feat and is what's helping us get back to whatever we consider the new normal to be. And we've seen that the industry is ready to revolutionize and move towards uh, this change very quickly. Of course, safety and quality are of the utmost importance when it comes to adopting new technology and services. But having a rigorous validation process is part of the pharmaceutical industry's strategy. And what we're also seeing is the food and beverage industry is also quickly adopting these types of strategies as well. The vaccine distribution process has pushed carriers, manufacturers, and receiving sites, including healthcare facilities and the government and other stakeholders to move quickly and work very closely together. The level of collaboration we've witnessed and have been part of from all parties has been unprecedented. I think that this will become the standard throughout the supply chain as we move forward into the future. Great. Now, speaking about the future, uh, when you project out to what the supply chain is going to look like in, say, the next several years or so, uh, what are some areas that you think uh, should really be prioritized? You know, I wish I had a a magic ball to be able to see into the future because we've had so many challenges, um, unprecedented challenges over the last many months. But I think a few areas that are going to set us up for success in the future are going to be technology that can be used to reduce labor shortages. Um, We know that a lot of the supply chain issues that we're experiencing right now are labor challenges. So being able to speed up uh, product release times, uh, shorter QA investigations, increased shelf life, This is going to result in happier and healthier consumers and customers. Uh, Sustainability will also be critical in the future. Um, This is one of the most, you know, talked about topics right now, and I haven't seen this slowdown at all. So sustainability is certainly going to be a critical element um, of this. And then generally speaking, better supply chain understanding. I think a lot of us got caught Uh, not fully understanding the supply chain. Perhaps we had a really good idea of what our tier one and two two suppliers were, but beyond that, you know, we lost all visibility. And this certainly is at a disadvantage. And so being able to have that full transparency is going to be critical for the future to make sure that we have a resilient supply chain. Uh, Excellent point about sustainability. It's something that uh, we here at Inbound Logistics uh, have identified as uh, one of the uh, top of mind concerns for for companies uh, in the supply chain industry. Uh, now, how can uh, leaders uh, play a role in meeting some of those um, maybe loftier sustainability objectives? Yeah, I think when we talk about supply chain waste, um, in the past, there was a presumption that inefficient supply chains would be able to absorb waste. But today, food waste means empty shelves at your grocery store, and pharma waste means patients won't be receiving their life-saving uh, vaccines. 
And many companies are adopting stretch goals when it comes to sustainability efforts. We can just look at some of the big players out there, including McDonald's, Unilever, Walmart, and others that want to dramatically reduce their carbon footprint. So the supply chain waste is a major contributor to greenhouse emissions and increased water consumption. So by using real-time monitoring solutions that allow these organizations to prevent product waste, companies can work towards these sustainable goals. And having to come up with a replacement load that would have had to go to the landfill um, is certainly an easy way to show an investment towards sustainability. And I think being able to reduce that waste is certainly going to be critical. Um, and utilizing technology is certainly going to help organizations prepare and reduce that waste. Speaking of all that waste, I, I think there's a number out there that about 40% of food waste is directly attributed to the supply chain. Uh, so how does controlling uh, assist in, in the reduction in, in that particular area? Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely um, uh, an estimate that is uh, talked about a lot. And, and if we intend to feed the world, we have to become better in this area. It's not enough to ask farmers just to grow more food. Uh, we have to assure that the foods that are already being produced are able to be consumed. So we each play a critical role in this. And we all have to take an active management approach to this process. So innovative customers are already making progress in this area. And as an example, a customer that, that we work with was losing an, on average 12 to 14 truckloads of foods annually because of preventable temperature abuse. We were able to assist them in reducing this to less than one shipment lost a year. So just think about that. Saving food also saves money and improves the overall process, as well as delivers on your sustainability goals and priorities that our consumers are all asking for at this point. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Now, uh, actively managing that food supply chain, though, is a challenge to say the least, right? So uh, what are some of the most challenging issues that organizations are facing right now? And uh, how how do they overcome that? Yeah, I mean, I think with whenever you manage a cold supply chain, um, you know, the temperature control is is one of the, the biggest challenges that organizations are faced with. Um, this is critical for quality and safety. And it's a top priority. And this has to be managed actively to keep the product safe. And another concern is shelf life on top of temperature. Um, this is an equally daunting task to meet for the food industry. And if we presume that the average shelf life for fresh chicken is 12 to 14 days and temperatures just five degrees above their optimum can reduce shelf life by half or more, it's certainly possible that that chicken will never even reach the plate of the consumer. But shelf life isn't just a concern for the food industry. Pharmaceutical drugs also have shelf life constraints as well. So getting necessary goods to patients faster and within the quality conditions that are expected, this is important. And there are lessons to be learned from the pharmaceutical industry that can be applied to the food industry of what can be accomplished. As an example, we've been able to reduce waste from the distribution of the COVID-19 vaccine to 99.998%. So almost all of the supply chain waste has been reduced in that. And just think about what we can do if we can save a few... Uh, loads of food for each of our customers. It's it's critical at this point that we figure a way to solve these challenges. Yeah, as a uh, consumer, I, I would be pretty upset if the chicken doesn't reach my plate. <laughs> yeah, now speaking of that, uh, with more people cooking from home, 
uh, consumers are demanding fresher and, and less processed foods. You, you, you talked about getting fresh food to the customers. How is that impacting the cold supply chain then? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I'm in that boat as well. You know, I never expected that I would get uh, my groceries delivered to my door. I just <laughs> thought that was something that other people did. But um, we're we're doing it now. We've had uh, we've had a variety of other the box companies send us foods as well. So, um, you know, we're part of that. But, it, you know, there hasn't been a, a bigger impact on the cold supply chain than the changing ways consumers are getting their foods today uh, through a variety of new business models. Um, and this was discussed on the New Era Smarter Food Safety Summit back in October. So companies are thinking about creative ways to get food to their consumers, but companies are also thinking creatively about how to assure that they're safe as well. Uh, so when we consider the various modes that are out there, from grocery delivery styles um, to meal deliveries, uh, either if that's directly from restaurants or meal prep that you cook at home, Companies are thinking about these challenges and they're trying to come up with innovative solutions to solve these challenges um, from temperature monitoring and so on. Yeah, creative solutions, uh, innovative solutions. Uh, it's a good point uh, to jump off onto this part of it. Um, throughout the uh, industry, we're all being asked to do more with less uh, and especially true considering the labor crunch that's hitting just about everywhere right now, uh, especially in, in supply chain freight and warehousing. Uh, what types of innovation are you seeing uh, in this area? Yeah, I think I, I noted it earlier and others are talking about this too, but we know that the, the supply chain challenges are people challenges. And so organizations out of necessity are having to come up with innovative ways to do more with less. And so they're being asked to do more from a regulatory perspective. And, and so we each have to continue to meet that requirement as well as the consumer's demand. So um, a few areas that we're seeing some innovation in that space is related to automated release times by minimizing this manual process. We know that on most cold docks, there is a significant amount of inspection that happens um, at time of delivery. So being able to automate this process, as an example, reducing the labor need to inspect every shipment, but only focusing on those shipments that had a temperature excursion can be very valuable and can free up the team to focus on other um, high value tasks as well. And so other areas include automating the issuing of invoices and other business forms based on delivery um, is another way that can automate processes and minimize the touch points needed. And then we're also getting the question more recently than uh, than others is um, how to manage inflationary costs that are starting to, to trickle down. And there's a variety of ways that organizations are going about this. Obviously, going back to that reducing waste part, you know, if you're throwing away less food, you can, you can, you can have an impact on, on that inflationary cost, but also reducing insurance costs because we know that the insurance premiums will go up if a claim is made. So these are all areas where organizations are trying to get ahead of these challenges as well. For sure, the the cold supply chain has never been more uh, in the spotlight than it than it has been in the last year and a half or so. So, uh, for for our audience who may want to get more information about Controllant and uh, news about the cold supply chain, uh, where where can you send them, Jeremy? Absolutely, yeah. Feel free to um, stop over at our website at controllant.com, um, or you can also pop me an email at jeremy at controllant.com. Be happy to walk you through our technology, um, show you what's possible, 
and how you can implement some of the learnings um, that were taken from the pharmaceutical industry um, into the into the food and beverage industry. Excellent. And all those links will be in the show notes. Jeremy Schneider, thank you so much for your time today. Stay safe out there. All right. Hey, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash get IL. That's bit.ly slash get underscore IL and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.